Do you have all of the good intentions to set boundaries around your business and your phone and how much time you spend on social media? I'm sure that you do. I'm sure most people want to spend more time with their families and less time on their phone and times with the things that actually matter. But the problem is not a lot of people have great systems in place to implement those boundaries. Well, don't worry, friend, because I am here to help. I have a solution for you. The social trend is only $7 a month. What this is, is a curated email by, yes, yours truly, Socially Stetson, of the top five trending audios or ideas on Instagram Reels and TikTok. This email is delivered to you every single Monday morning at 7 a.m., so you have five ideas to last you Monday through Friday during the week. I could teach you all about how to use these ideas, but the best part about it is you have industry-specific ideas in the email. So when you don't know what to do, you can pull up the email and say, here, this is what I want to do on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, no matter what day it is. You can check them off as you go, and this is a great system so you're spending less time on your phone scrolling for these ideas, looking for the trends. A lot of times we save these audios to our phone and then never use them again, right? We always just use them in the moment when we hear them. My clients who have succeeded with this save these emails and either put them in a calendar system or set a time block during the week to record their reels and TikToks using the sounds. I actually know one client who gives this email to her assistant to film and her social media manager to use for her and her business as well. Again, my goal is to keep everybody off of their phones as much as possible, which may sound crazy as a social media coach, right? But it's not. I believe there are healthy things about social media and there are also some toxic things. And one of those is spending way too much time on your phone when you don't have to. So if you're ready to join the social trend for less than a Starbucks coffee a month, I'm your girl and I will give you 20 pieces of content throughout that entire month. Send me a DM on Instagram at Stetson K. Patton and I will send you the link to join. Hey there, welcome to the Socially Stetson podcast. This is your host, Stetson K. Patton. You know what? I could talk to you for hours about business, marketing, social media, Enneagrams, and the Bible. Yep, that's just who I am. If you want to join me and my friends as we have these conversations, we would love for you to hang out a bit and get to know each other. I hope you enjoy the show. Tara, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning. Hey. Oh, thank you so much for being a guest on our podcast today. I met you, for anyone listening, I met Tara at a networking event, and we immediately connected talking about college sports. <laughs> well, we're both co- coaches' kids, so, you know, we've, we've been through the life of a college of coaching and being the kid of the coach, so. Yes, coaches' kids, and then you have kids who play sports yeah. as well, so you're you're involved in it a lot. (laughs) Yeah, a lot. (laughs) Well, tell us a little bit about you, where you're from, how you got from being a college athlete to what you do now and tell everyone what you do. Well, um, you know, I've I've actually lived in Charlotte for quite a while, uh, since 1984, actually. So I've been in Charlotte a long time, went to Elon, 
graduated, went up and lived in the DC area for a while and became a recruiter and really enjoyed helping people find the right job or find the right company and, um, or the company's finding the right people. So that kind of got my interest um, in HR and I moved back to Charlotte um, and just found a, a great mentor, HR mentor, and have really enjoyed doing all kinds of different aspects of HR. It's really interesting what people will say. Sometimes they'll say, oh, you know, I don't really make mistakes at work or, you know, they'll name some big, huge mistake, but it's the ones who name the mistake, what they learned and how they move forward from that mistake. Whether it was, I didn't handle this conflict well, I read this book, I've practiced, I've worked with my manager, and now I'm able to do it much better. So, you know, it's the little questions and it's not just the questions, it's also what you need to be listening for. You know, what kind of words Ooh, do they that's use? Good. I learned this, or, you know, tell me about your managers giving you things to do and they wrote it out on a piece of paper and you can't read exactly what it is. What do you do? You know, most people, you know, you want to have somebody who says, I'm going to try to figure it out. If I can't figure it out, I'm going to go and I'm going to get resources. Or somebody says, I'll just do it. I think I know what they want. You know, you want to just ask those questions, but then listen to what their answers are. That's even more critical than the question itself, I think. And when do you think is a good time? So that those are great because I like, I like what you said, like what to listen for, <laughs> some keywords to listen for, and maybe some red flags. So what are some of the red flags that you should listen for oh. during interviews or, or just when talking to my, people to hire? One of my dad's, that one of his favorite sayings is there's lots of excuses, but very few reasons. If I'm interviewing someone and they're giving me lots of excuses and not taking accountability for their actions or blaming others for their inability to do something, that is my first big fat red flag because accountability is, is huge. And if they start blaming others, there's, there's something there. And that that's always my biggest red flag if I hear them blaming at other managers for their lack of growth or anything like that. If it seems to be consistently always someone else's fault, that to me is always the big red flag. Which I probably would have been a horrible person interviewing because I like just from all the jobs and this is just me being an entrepreneur because it's in my blood to be an entrepreneur. And my uncle told me one time, he said, when you're an entrepreneur, but you're working for somebody else, it can feel like breathing in sand. So I 100% know that I was not the best employee <laughs> all the time. But I do think it is realizing that you need to be an entrepreneur. Or if you are an entrepreneur, when it is just not a good fit, when you're not in a good employee, just admit it. <laughs> and admit you know, your weaknesses and, for sure. You know, and also you got to think about you know, what I see a lot of entrepreneurs do is they hire people they know they're related to. And so they have this culture where it's the same people they have Thanksgiving dinner with. And then when they bring someone from the outside in who they don't eat Thanksgiving dinner with, it can really change the culture. And so as a business owner, you've got to really understand how are you going to integrate people into your business that are not related to you or you haven't known since the third grade. Because right. You want to bring new ideas and new perspectives in, but you have to make sure that they're going to fit into the folks that have been there a while and appreciate their longevity and their knowledge of you know what they've been doing. I like that. And I have hired 
friends before in the past, but I will say what I've looked for is knowing that these friends have certain skill sets and strengths Mm -hmm. that I just do not have. So for example, I have a woman named Kim. We worked together for seven years in another business and just kind of pandemic. We both left that job. I knew that Kim was so good at details. She paid attention to every date, every detail, every timestamp. And when we worked together for seven years, she would say, Hey, Stetson, like, I hope you don't mind, but you missed this. Or have you checked this? Because it doesn't look like you've checked this in a while. And she was so good at keeping me accountable, not making me feel guilty, you know, but she was so good at details. She could catch other people's and help them be better at their job. And so it's funny because she was one of the first people I hired to help me with my business because I needed the detail to my calendar and my schedule, my follow-ups. And she has been great with that because, and she knows like hardly anything about social media. She doesn't even have social media. So it's funny because on paper, she doesn't seem like a good fit, but I knew that my weakness is attention to detail. And I just have to be okay with that. I've beat myself up about that for years. That well, I'm just like, oh, I'm not good at, why am I so bad at that? And I've had to just realize that I'm a visionary and that's my strength. And right. Kim is really good at that. And she, I will say this, what I think I heard somebody say this when you hire, don't try to some, hire somebody who wants to be you or have your position, hire somebody who truly <laughs> wants to help you. And that's where I feel like Kim comes in and I could, I feel like I can put her in any role that I feel like she would succeed at. But if I said, Kim, I need you to start posting on social media for me three times a week, she would fail miserably. <laughs> right. Well, you know, they always say you should marry someone just like yourself. You know, you need a balance of people that are the visionaries because, you know, you and I are very similar, like all the details. I'm just like, oh, come on, come on. Let's just get to it. Let's get to it. Let's go, you know? Um, but, you know, I also work with someone who's really great at details and helps me with those things. So when you're hiring somebody, you don't want to hire yourself or your mini you. Um, you really need to think about what, what do I lack in skill set, knowledge, or experience that I need to bring into my company to supplement those needs? Um, maybe it's software. Maybe it is social media understanding. If you don't have a great understanding of social media, but you know your business is going to depend, it's gross going to depend on that, you want to bring somebody in who's got those skills. So, you know, I always say that start with a big piece of paper and list all the things that you need in someone, whether it's skills, personality, whatever, and then start looking at what you're doing on a day-to-day basis that you can maybe shift over to them. What do you want to get rid of? And right. start to put a puzzle together of this is the type of person I'm looking for. And I was just about to say puzzle. I was just about to say it really is like a puzzle. So taking my job, for example, people say, oh, it's just social media management. Okay, but let's talk about what that really is. There's a puzzle piece that comes to branding. What are you right. going to sound like and look like on social media? Uh, to the copywriting, that puzzle piece of the captions and the SEOs and that your brand voice. Three, the digital creation, the design process. Four is the social media, the management part of it, just posting on social media. And then five is community outreach. Somebody who is talking and speaking and I I joke around and call it catfishing. Catfishing catfishing is my clients um, to talk to people and get that community outreach. 
And then the puzzle piece that I feel like I fit into and all of that, yes, I can do all of those puzzle pieces and that's how my business started. But where I'm finding my strength is, is just kind of looking over the whole thing, making sure it's all flowing and going together. And the, like I said, visionary, where is this going in the future? So I can help share to my team. Here's where I want to go. Here's what I want to do. But Tara, for a long time, it was just me doing it by myself for years. You know, and as an entrepreneur, you know, you have a passion for an idea, a product, a service, and you go into business and you put everything on the line and making the right hiring decisions can really have a significant impact if you hire the wrong person. Or if you, if you hire, if you hire the right person, but if you look around your company, they don't fit with everybody else because you didn't really take in consideration the culture and understanding that. So the hiring process, I mean, it, it is like dating almost, you know, it's to put a profile together of what you're looking for, tall, dark and handsome and likes to take long walks on the beach. But, you know, it is one of those things that is a key part of growing your company because your capabilities are only, there's a limit to it. Right. And you need somebody else who can come in and help. And I always say hire before you feel like you can, because your business will scale. For example, when I, so I've had my socially steps in business for three years. A lot of that was just coaching. So I started out with just social media coaching, not the social media management. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, my marketing team, they sent me a video message on Instagram and they just said, Hey, we see that you're a coach. We think we can help you. We think we would be a good fit. I get several messages like that. So it wasn't just a one-time thing. Like I got a ton of messages like that when I was launching my business, but the way that this team did it, it was just a connection. It was her experience. It was her results. And she did not feel salesy and pushy to me. Right. And my, she was <laughs> way out of my budget. Like I, even told her, I was like, I do not know if I can afford you. And she was like, I don't know if your business, she goes, well, you might not be able to afford not to hire me because your business, here's what I've seen happen with coaches. They start out with a membership because I do have a monthly membership. She goes, they get burnt out. They get overwhelmed. They get busy. And they're just like, I'm just stopping, stopping the membership. And so I hired her. She keeps the membership running for me. All I have to do is show up for the trainings, which is what I'm good at. And it, it's still a pretty penny. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, and I was in the negative for a while. So I want to be very transparent. That membership was not making a profit for a a good while, but it was worth it. It was building the credibility and now I am making a profit. And so it does take time. It takes some of that initial investment, I think too. Yeah. And also there's this sense of desperation. Um, you don't want to get as an entrepreneur in a spot where you're desperate to hire someone because what you'll do is you'll take the one that kind of, at least it kind of fits instead of being the one that you need to have. Um, yeah. You know, if you, you know, it's like Christmas shopping on New Year, Christmas Eve, you know, when you go in there and there's like nothing and you're desperate to get something, you're just going to take whatever is going to kind of fit. But as an entrepreneur, you have to be prepared looking three, six, nine, 12, 18 months down the road of how am I going to scale up my business and who's, who's going to help me fuel that scale up, you know, right. to help us get there. It's so funny that you say that too, because perfect example this week, I do private 
consultations for people. And this um, female, she did a private consultation with me and she is managing somebody else's social media account. That's mm -hmm. what they are paying her to do. But she knows nothing about social media management. She didn't know how to design. She didn't know how to put the words on top of pictures. She didn't know how to do a lot of things. I think that's great that she's trying to figure it out. But my question is, why was she put in this role anyway? Right. Why? Right. Yes, you might need social media management done. But if you're not going to pay, I feel like if her boss isn't going to pay for her to have these classes and stuff, because she's just trying to figure it out on her own. No fault to her. She's she's doing great. At least she knew to reach out to me. Right. 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 Just, I felt horrible for her because she's starting at like zero and right. she's expected to do a hundred. And it just made me feel my heart kind of broke because I was like, I well, even you think your boss would pay for the membership because you need this, you need this training if this is your job. Right. And you know, unfortunately, when people like that get hired, you hope that you find someone who's going to continue to try and not yes. get quickly frustrated because, you know, as an, as the business owner, you are expecting your employees to do A, B, and C. Well, if you don't understand they need to do A, B, and C, they may be able to do M, you know, they're not, they're right. So it's important for an entrepreneur to know what their expectations are, but make sure that the people that they hire understand those expectations from the beginning. Um, one of the things I ask a lot of business owners is, what would your employees say is your mission and vision? What are your strategic goals for this year? Do your employees know how they contribute to what you're trying to accomplish? Yeah. And a lot of time they're like, yeah, they know we're trying to make more money. I'm like, <clears throat> everybody's trying to make more money. You know, um, no one ever goes in saying, I don't want to make any more money, you know. But what is it that your employees do on a daily basis that contributes to your growth? And making right. sure your employees know that from the beginning. Um, and then giving them the tools, giving them membership to your, pro to your platform to make sure they have those skills. That's, that's the difference. It is. You're right. Those conversations are so key. And I feel like, because that's something I like naturally. So I'm not giving myself a pat on the back, but I am very much um, a community. I like to feel a part of something. So I think that was part of a reason I didn't want to be an entrepreneur, honestly, is because it is lonely, like just working from home all the time and not feeling like a part of a team and a part of a community. And so that's something that I want my team to feel like, hey, they are a part of something bigger. And when I put, hey, it's not about money in our bank account. We are helping small businesses. My passion is helping these other small businesses have more freedom to do their business. And my goal, I always say, my goal is for, to get people talking about their social media. I want people saying, like, I want our clients coming back to us saying, oh my gosh, I went to church on Sunday and they saw my reel or they they saw this Instagram post and they liked it because if, if people are talking about your social media, that's, that's, that's my want, goal. Right? It's not about the client and the money in their pocket, in their pocket, because I do think social media is just one aspect of your business. And Tara, I see so many times people making social media their part-time job instead of just hiring somebody out. So, you know, you, you need to know what you're good at as an entrepreneur um, so that you, you know what you're not good at. So you can go out and hire that. Um, that's, that's, that's the key. I was talking to a, a business owner a couple of weeks ago and he's like, we finally got all of his HR straightened out and he's, 
he's in a good place, you know, he's growing and learning. And um, he said, you know what, six months ago, I'd have never thought that HR was such a huge piece of me being more successful. And yeah. that was like, oh, yeah, you know, yes, this is going to help you grow. And, you know, I actually met um, the wife of one of my clients and she said, oh, my God, Brian's home. It's six o'clock at night and he's no longer googling HR or employment law which oh my gosh you know anybody googling employment law or HR just call me just call me don't listen to Google don't listen to Google so oh my um, goodness I know Google will get you <laughs> Google will get you well that's a good point so what are some people what are some things we can listen to to keep our ears open for you, not just in the hiring process, like what are some of the things if I'm out at a restaurant or I'm doing one of my trainings and I hear somebody say blank, well, you would be you a know, good fit. A lot of business owners want to offer benefits and benefits is, it, it is a way of keeping and retaining and attracting employees. But if you don't have the right benefits in place, it, it's like throwing money out the window and benefits are so expensive. They are expensive. Um, I had a business, for example, I had a business owner who said, none of my employees take my, my plan and I'm throwing $500 every month at them to try to, you know, supplement benefits. And it was because he only offered one plan. Well, he had 19 different people. He had the 27 and bulletproof who do the high deductible and it not, it's, that's all they really need. Or the family that just wants to throw the copay down or the person who has a chronic condition who needs a lower deductible, a lower max out of pocket and all those kinds of things. So it makes more sense. So really looking at benefits and what all of the, all the options out there, um, it's, it's key to making sure that you're doing the right thing. And so anytime you have a business owner who says, gosh, benefits are so expensive. My employees don't like them. I can't find good benefits. That's somebody I would love to talk to. Somebody who says, I just can't seem to retain employees and I can't figure out why, or I need to grow. I think I'm just going to post a couple of positions and see if I can hire some people, you know? So those are the kind of folks that I would love to have the opportunity to talk to and partner with and say, okay, what is your real goal going to be here? And where are you trying to get to and, and help them go through that process so they're more successful getting the right people in the right seats, fired up and ready to work. I love that. I love that so much. And I think it's important to note, you can have one employee that just won't mm -hmm. benefits, right? right? So it is that if you have that executive assistant, you want to keep and retain, they're going to be super happy if you offer them benefits, right? right. So, right. You know, and what can you do to make a bigger impact on their family? Yeah. yeah. And it's, you know, there's so many creative ways, you know, sometimes an employee may come in and benefits are not important. Maybe they get them through a spouse. Well, what is important? They want to be able to gain more skills. They want to keep up with their certification if they have a certification. Employers need to be able to offer those things so that right. their people get better, you know, especially, you know, they want the latest technology so that they're learning and they're doing the really cool stuff in their industry, but they have the tools to do it. So making sure they have those skills is, is important as well. So that's also a benefit. If you think about it, it's, it's that a continuing education piece. Um, and that's just as important as well. So benefits is such a huge, big ball. And there's so many ways to really offer your employees of the benefits that fit them and are going to make the impact um, on themselves and your business. I love that. I love that so much. And I will say full transparency again with our listeners is, 
I am not at a point, and Tara and I have talked about it, where I am using HR services because mainly my employees are 1099 contract <laughs> employees because I'm doing project-based work. But Tara knows my goals are to have full-time designers, full-time social media managers working on our team so that those are part of the puzzle pieces. But Tara, we've already had the conversations about it. So when <laughs> I am ready, you know, we can do that. But I do think it's important to know, even if this is a five-year goal for you down the road, this is what you vision for your business. Go ahead and have a conversation so you'll know what to plan for, how to plan. And just, you know, there's a lot of misconceptions about HR. You know, um, I'll have a business owner say to me, um, yeah, the guys who work in my work, work uh, in my warehouse, they're 1099 employees because I can't provide benefits. And I'm like, no, um, you're telling them <laughs> when to get there, when to leave and how to do their job. They're not a 1099 contractor. Um, making sure that they follow the law because that can be a very expensive mistake to think that because you don't offer benefits, the 1099 employees. So really, I my favorite thing is to sit down with a business owner and kind of take the chaos out of what they think HR can be and show them how how big of a, a partner HR can be in building their business. And I'm an HR geek. I, I love it. Uh, I just, you know, I love it. I, maybe that's your tagline. I'm an HR geek. That's right. <laughs> there I, feel like I feel like it. I love it. Your new tagline. All right. Well, I want to talk just to wrap this all up a little bit more about you as a person. So what are some of the things that make you you? What makes you happy? What brings you joy in life? I I, I love, I, we have a very active family. Um, I have a very patient husband um, who's always been so incredibly supportive of all the stuff that I signed myself up to do. <laughs> um, and then my kid, I have a son who is at Charlotte as a freshman and a daughter who's a junior in high school and that keeps us really busy. Uh, we got a puppy four months ago and that of course just cre creates all kinds oh, of chaos yeah. in the house. But just really spending time with family and doing fun things together. Um, I don't camp. That would be my, if, if, if I'm ever camping, if I tell you I'm going camping, call the police because there's something Same, wrong. same. <laughs> I'm not wearing, I'm not wearing flip-flops to take a shower. I'm not doing it. So, you know, that, you know, but I love just being with my family. Um, we are obviously really into sports. Um, I was thinking that this is like the last, this is no more college football for like another seven months, but you know. I know, I get depressed too, Tara, I get depressed. <laughs> you know, and I was so sad that that game, the title game was so bad because I wanted like at least one more good game, you know, before the end of the season, but. I know, I feel like the Georgia-Ohio game was like, really the national championship game that game was crazy the ball going through the field goal at midnight like it, it could not have been time better you know the, I know the balls going you know the, the ball you know, it was just it was crazy and it was that's what makes to me sports so exciting um now we'll go into the NFL playoffs and there'll be some stories there I know but um you know just being a family spending time I love that. I love that. And one of the questions I like to ask is how do you let your light shine in this crazy world that we live in? So how do you keep letting your light shine so you stand out above others? One of the things that I would love to always be remembered for is that I was kind and I gave grace. You know, Ooh, that's good. Um, whether it's in anything that you do, I mean, it's the simple things as putting the um, shopping buggy back into the corral 
Um, you know, it's giving somebody grace when you don't know what they're going through. So really my goal as a, as a human being and as a person is to be someone who's known to be kind and thoughtful and who's giving grace to others. I love that. Give grace. I have to give myself grace too a lot of times. <laughs> so I think that's part of it. I have to you give know, myself I think grace. You, if you're not giving grace to yourself, you can't give it to other people. So you have to take care of yourself first. That's important. So true. Well, Tara, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy no Saturday today um, to talk about this. This will air on one of our Tuesday episodes, uh, but I appreciate it. And hopefully this helps you guys. If, if anybody has questions for Tara, where can they find you? What's the best social media platform for people to find you? LinkedIn is the best to find me. Um, on my LinkedIn page, I have my contact information. I also put a lot of content on there for small business owners to try to take, you know, what does employee engagement mean? And how does this new pay, pay transparency law that's starting to sweep the country, how is that going to affect us? So LinkedIn is the best way to find me. And, and I'd love just to have conversations and see how I can help. Perfect. Well, we will link your LinkedIn account in the show notes so people can connect with you on there. Wonderful. All right, Tara, have so a much. great week and I will talk to you soon, I hope. Thanks, Tess, and have a great day. Bye-bye. Well, that was fun and I hope it filled your cup as much as it filled mine. I would love to connect with you over on Instagram at Stetson K. Patton to learn more about what topics you would like for me to cover on this podcast. Whether it's about business, Jesus, tequila, or Enneagrams, I'm going to cover it all. So let's meet back here at the same spot, same time next week.